and welcome to Roy's Ranting and Rambling Reviews. My name is Roy, and I will be your host for this podcast. So on today's episode, I would like to talk about Star Wars. Can we please talk about Star Wars? I've been dying to talk about Star Wars. So I've been recently watching the new Boba Fett show, and every time I have something Star Wars on, my wife will sit down and catch bits and pieces of it. And she brought up a fair, what I think is a really fair point and valid criticism of Star Wars and the direction they've been going just in general over the past few years. And I think it actually helps explain why they've had uh, a difficult time expanding and branching out their live action universe in the same way that, you know, Disney has been able to uh, with Marvel and had a lot of success there. My wife pointed out that every year with the newest Star Wars release, everything they come out with, it's always set in a completely different era from the one that was just released the year before. So for her, she said it's really hard to get invested into the universe and really lose yourself in a galaxy far, far away when it's just jumping around so much back and forth, back and forth. Uh, between the three different eras and for me I, I mean it's never really been an issue for me since I've always been a huge Star Wars fan and I can just jump into any piece of media and understand Im- immediately where we are in terms of events and the timeline of the Star Wars world but for her she's like she said the Marvel Universe is so much easier to follow because basically everything comes out after the thing that came before it and they all just sort of build towards one thing it's not you know it's not like civil war comes out and then black panther comes out and black panther is actually set 30 years before civil war and then the next thing is um you know captain marvel and then that takes place 30 years after civil war Uh, so for her she said it's been a lot easier to you know wrap her head around the universe and marvel And I thought this sounded like a fair point because I knew they'd been jumping back and forth quite a bit. So I decided to look it up and the releases of all the, basically all the big Star Wars releases over the past, you know, six or seven years follow this trend of just jumping back and forth, back and forth. Um, So if you're totally unfamiliar with Star Wars and the timeline of the universe and the canon, I'll just give you a a brief breakdown of it. the years of everything in Star Wars is either denoted by ABY, which stands for after the Battle of Yavin, or BBY for before the Battle of Yavin. And the Battle of Yavin is when the first Death Star was blown up at the end of the original Star Wars movie. And everything is uh, measured in terms of how far before or after that initial Death Star explosion was. So if we take a look at the last however many years of um, Star Wars releases, especially under Disney. You look at 2015, that's when The Force Awakens came out, and that is set 34 years after Battle of Yavin. And then 2016, the very next year, they released Rogue One, which apparently takes place, you know, like a week before that Death Star was blown up, so that's zero BBY. Then The Last Jedi came out in 2017, so we're jumping back to the sequel trilogy of 34 years after Battle of Yavin. And then the next spin-off side project for Disney Star Wars came out in 2018, 
Solo, a Star Wars story, and that takes place somewhere between 10 and 13 years before Battle of Yavin, so it's in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And then that didn't get very good box office returns, so they kind of stopped making spin-off side movies after that, and they decided to focus on their individual series on Disney Plus instead. And in 2019 is when we got The Mandalorian, which is set nine years after Battle of Yavin. So it's about, you know, Return of the Jedi is about five years after Battle of Yavin, and then Mandalorian is another four years after that. Um, and then also in 2019, we get Rise of Skywalker. We're jumping all the way into the future again, 35 years after Battle of Yavin. And then 2020, we got Season 7 of The Clone Wars. So now we're jumping back to that same period of Solo, where it's in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. It's in between those two movies, but it's a little further back before Solo. So this is 19 BBY. Then we jump back to Mandalorian, 9 ABY for Season 2 in 2020. And then we go back to more of the Clone Wars area of The Bad Batch in 2021. Um which is 19 BBY, and then of course now we're up to the Boba Fett show, which jumps back to the Mandalorian area of 9 ABY. So yeah, like, she was totally right in that every single release of Star Wars under Disney in the last however many years has been jumping back and forth, back and forth in, um, in their timeline and universe. And it makes it hard as a casual fan for them just to, you know, hey, the new Star Wars thing is out. Oh, you know, hey, look, I, great, I loved Mandalorian. I can't wait to watch this new thing. What is it? Oh, this is the Bad Batch. This has nothing to do with that. Those storylines don't really intertwine or overlap at all. You know what I mean? It's It can be hard for them to get invested in, well, why do I care about this thing? I like that thing and it's not connected or it's not building towards anything. And I'm not saying that it needs to be exactly like Marvel and have all their shows and um, characters and everything completely interconnected and build up to a Thanos-type moment, but I think it helps at least explain as to why they didn't have the same sort of success that Marvel has had in all of their spin-off and solo projects, right? Because they very clearly were trying to do that. That's why they wanted to have a movie every single year. They wanted to have a placeholder Star Wars movie. They wanted a, a Rogue One and a Solo in between the main big um, side project movies. And then, of course, either they weren't very well received uh, by fans, they were very divisive like The Last Jedi, or they just didn't make a lot of money like Solo. And that had them completely reevaluate where they were going to go forward in live action. And I honestly think it's, yeah, because a lot of people just didn't care to see Solo after The Last Jedi because they knew this wasn't, the Solo wasn't going to answer any of their questions they had from The Last Jedi. It wasn't going to build on that storyline. It was really going nowhere, right? So it helps explain it. Um, and of course, you know, I, I brought this up. I made a post on Reddit about this to kind of gauge other people's interests in it and everything. And of course, it got downvoted right away. And a lot of the comments, I got a bunch of the, well, actually, type comments, right? You know, they're, people are saying like, well, Black Panther came out in 2018, and actually, it takes place just right after Civil War, so it came out after Thor Ragnarok, but takes place before it, so it doesn't, it, it, your argument doesn't hold up. 
I got a lot of those type of comments. And it's like, okay, sure, technically, yes, Black Panther comes out just a, you know, a few years before Thor Ragnarok or something. It takes place before it, whatever, who cares. But they're all within the same time frame, the time era, and they're all building towards something. And they're all after their big events in their movies, right? Like the big events in the Marvel Cinematic Universe typically taking place in the Avengers movies and Civil War. So you can kind of put your placeholders there, right? Like Black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok. Whenever they happen, they, they take place after Civil War or after Age of Ultron. They take place after the last time we had seen those big characters and after the big status quo shift in that universe. Whereas with Star Wars, you have the big events of, you know, Order 66, um, Death Star 1 being blown up, Death Star 2 being blown up, First Order rising to power, Pal Palpatine coming back. You have all those big events. And with every yearly re release in Star Wars, everything always takes place in a different era on a different end or side of one of those big universe changing status quo changing events so that's why it's been hard i think for the casual fan to really latch on to a lot of this new stuff and a lot of us diehards are going to have no issue jumping right back into it but i think like i said it's a fair point and a valid criticism and i'm not saying they need to copy marvel i'm just trying to help explain it but like i said i wanted to bring this up to the good people on reddit star wars or star wars reddit i should say and like I said, it, it didn't get very much traction, only just a few comments. People weren't very receptive to it. People didn't want to, you know, give any credit where credit's due, even if it's a, a fair criticism. And even not saying that it's a necessarily bad thing, it's just an observation that I had that might help keep the brand from growing. And I think the brand growing is only good for Star Wars because the better it does financially, commercially, critically the more content we will get for it. So it's only going to be better for us as huge diehard fans to have the, the brand be successful and grow. But it brings me to my next point that I wanted to talk about uh, with Star Wars and specifically Reddit. And that's that I've noticed recently that it's impossible to be critical of Star Wars on the Star Wars subreddit, um, which is so odd and bizarre because... Uh, it used to be, it seems like the exact opposite. Um, here's my experience with Reddit. I first joined the platform roughly about 10 years ago, and it seems a general consensus of Star Wars then was that the originals were great, they're masterpieces, nothing wrong with them, and the prequels are just utter garbage. Completely irredeemable, uh, laughable, something to make memes out of, something to laugh at, joke about, and just nearly unwatchable. And then The Force Awakens comes out in 2015, and the general consensus right away was that it's great, it's awesome, it's fun, it's back to being a space opera, fantasy, science fiction, adventure, action adventure flick, uh, and people were generally very high on it, and they said it did exactly what it needed to do, it got the tone right, it washed the taste of the prequels out of our mouths, it got back to original recipe, original formula, Star Wars. And then about a week later, all the well-actually people come out and are starting to say, you know, 
Well, actually, it's just the exact same thing as A New Hope again, and it's not very good. And of course, it was all very divisive suddenly, and then everyone's critical on Rey because she's a Mary Sue, and then people that are critical of Rey are being called feminists, and or anti-feminists, and misogynists, and everything, and it's just so exhausting <laughs> being a Star Wars fan and having to listen to this bullshit, right? And then The Last Jedi comes out, and we went through the exact same thing as The Force Awakens. In the immediate aftermath, it's an absolutely brilliant masterpiece. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. I love the direction they're going. I love the story. Blah, blah, blah. Then a week later, and suddenly everyone hates it. And then about this time is when we Star Wars fans gained a reputation for being... A notoriously toxic fan base that no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. And then it was about this time, after this, that I really saw a shift in the way Star Wars is talked about and discussed and the things that get posted on the Star Wars subreddit. And ever since then, it's almost like it's been invaded by by bots or <laughs> undercover Disney agents or something. I don't know, to, but it, it seems like it's been infiltrated to help steer, you know, PR and the perception of these movies and, and the fan base into a more positive light because it's impossible to be critical of Star Wars on here anymore. Um, I, I, and it was after The Last Jedi that suddenly the prequels were were amazing again. It was after this time that everyone wanted to see stuff from the prequels incorporated into the sequels. We wanted to see Ahsoka come back. We want to see uh, Anik, uh, Hayden Christensen come back as Anakin. We want to see uh, Obi-Wan come back, which, of course, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor is about the only good thing, one of the only good things from the prequels that really stands out, really shines. So that's a no-brainer, but... And then they want to see Qui-Gon come back because he's this great character. And I'm like, what are you guys even talking about? There's there's little to nothing there. Um, and we start to see a lot more of these sentiments. And that's why once Rise of Skywalker comes out, they kind of gave us that with all of the you know voices of all the different Jedi throughout the years that Rey hears at the very end. And it's just another one of the points of that movie that is evidence that that's just a giant reddit fan fiction movie but yeah so the, the 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 perception and the just the general attitude and consensus of star wars shifted after the last jedi to where it's impossible to be critical on there anymore um and i remember just making a fair point um when about all the the Gina Carano news was coming out that she had some pretty bad political takes, was like super, you know, anti-mask, anti-vax, and, and all this stuff that generally doesn't fly in in Hollywood and, and with Disney and everything. And I was making a point that I said they could very easily drop her character or recast her because she's not that good of an actress and the show would be just fine without her because her character does not make or break that show. She's just some random side character. And oh boy, did that incur the wrath of Reddit. Everyone getting their pitchforks out to downvote me and reply to me and saying how wrong and dumb I was because she's actually, you know, a great character and they her and Mandalorian have great chemistry and this and that. 
Oh, and what do you know, a week later they fucking fire her, right? From Star Wars. So she's done. I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been saying. She's just some random two-bit side character that is not a good actress at all, has zero range. In anything she's been in, she's awful. So that was not hard to see coming at all. But again, it was just this idea that it's impossible to make a critical point on Reddit about Star Wars, um, no matter how fair or valid that criticism may be. And ever since The Last Jedi came out, and I saw this shift in attitude towards uh, Star Wars on Reddit, um, you started to see more and more posts and sentiments about how, you know, every movie's actually good, and I like them all despite, despite their flaws, and you saw a lot more of those type of posts. And it's gotten to the point where it's so predictable, especially, um, especially that subreddit in particular. And the other day when I was kind of going through my head of how I wanted this, this ramble and this rant to go, um, I was thinking about that, about how just about every day on Star Wars Reddit, you see a big post about how, oh, I just watched all the movies and, and I just have to say that I love them all, especially episode two, Attack of the Clones. I, I love Anakin and Padme's relationship with each other and their chemistry. And it's like, no, that's like literally the worst part of that movie. What are you talking about? And as I was thinking about this rant, uh, I'm scrolling through my Reddit feed and what do you know? I saw a post here. It's labeled three days ago. It's got over a thousand upvotes and it says, just finished watching all nine movies, exclamation point. Before you even click on it, you know exactly what it's going to say. Uh, and it says, finished watching all nine movies. I'm so glad my friend recommended them to me. The first trilogy is a little weird because it's quite old, but the movie makes up for it with great dialogue. And then it says, uh, the second trilogy for me was just absolutely fucking awesome. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> Since when? Uh, sure, they've got, they've got some, their merits, but... The whole thing is fucking awesome. What are you, seven? And then it says, The third trilogy was amazing as well. The characters are so good, especially Finn. I like how the movie subtly shows that he is Force-sensitive. And it's just shit like that all the time. And like I said, it's just... It's so predictable, and it feels so phony, and it feels so manufactured, right? And then, I, you know, the same day or right around the same time, there's all these posts about the new Boba Fett show. And I haven't even finished the third episode yet. I fell asleep to it. I was so bored. No, actually, I wasn't so bored. It's the fact that I'm a dad now and I'm in my 30s and I get really tired easily and I fall asleep to things because I'm old. But anyways, I was watching. I haven't finished it yet, but apparently there's this really slow uh, chase scene on these uh, new... They're calling them Vespas, obviously not Vespas, but these new speeder bikes that was really slow and kind of laughable and bad, I guess. I haven't finished it yet, but of course, um, on Reddit, though, all the posts that are talking about Boba Fett, they're only positive things, or it's it's a way to try and spin it. It's seriously, it's like a, it's like a political talking point, right? It's like, oh man, we've got bad PR, how can we spin this to our candidate's favor? I mean, that's, that's what Star Wars has become, it's politics. Um, it says here, I'm getting tired of everyone ripping on this moment in Book of Boba Fett. 
6,291 upvotes. Uh, it talks about the Vespa hover bikes and, um, you know, it's cheesy, but, uh, it's, it's not that bad and, and whatnot and who cares. And then another post was in defense of Boba Fett, 1300 upvotes. Uh, it says for me, the book in the same line as a couple of my favorite movies, the first two Godfather films and Conan the Barbarian. We are getting a slow rise to power with a sweet revenge close epic. So, again, this guy is comparing this middling Boba Fett show to the first two Godfather films. Um, that post was by uh, Reddit user Masterma. Um, the Getting Tired of Everyone Ripping on Boba Fett was by Henry Phillips 29 and just finished watching all nine movies as Pizza Enjoyer 06. Just want to give credit to those Reddit users for their posts since I'm using your material in my podcast episode. Um, oh, and then, so those ones, I mean, they were upvoted, but not a ton. And then the one post that got a ton of uh, upvotes here, it's sitting at 13,500 upvotes. And the post is, The Mandalorian has a better, more authentic Boba Fett feeling than Book of Boba Fett does. So at first, that kind of seems like it's going to be a really big criticism and indictment on the Boba Fett show, which I guess maybe it is. But also it's more of a cross-promotional positive spin on or positive take on the Mandalorian than it is about ripping on Boba Fett. So even even the posts on Reddit that are critical of something Star Wars, it's just used in a way to make something else feel incredibly uh incredibly more favorable or or it's used to bolster up something else, be positive about something else. And that's just that's exactly how Reddit Star Wars is right now and it's it's kind of insufferable because I used to like being able to have objective and realistic conversations about the movies and the TV shows on there. But like I said, it's impossible to do anymore. If you don't have anything nice, it's basically if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Because I said, like I said, it's it's just done such a total 180 from, um, from us being labeled, you know, the most toxic fan base and how no one hates star wars more than star wars hates star wars and that's why it just all feels so corporate manufactured and just so phony <clears throat> that i can't help but feel that disney has completely infiltrated that entire subreddit um so yeah i mean that, that's been my my current uh ramblings and, and rantings and thoughts on star wars recently basically you know in summation that uh all the stuff that they release it jumps all over the place. It might be too hard for a casual fan to um, to jump into it and then to follow the yearly releases, whether it's live action uh, or animation. And that could be an issue. It could not be an issue, but I think it helps explain why they didn't jump off and take off the same way Marvel has in recent years. Uh, and it's why I think Marvel has actually passed them in terms of pop culture relevance and popularity currently. And... Also, it's impossible to be critical of Star Wars on Reddit, and it's super annoying. Um, so that was really my two main points with some evidence that I helped back it up. And I think that's a podcast episode. Um, so uh, I apologize for the way my voice sounds. Uh, I was just diagnosed with, or not diagnosed, Jesus. 
I just tested positive for COVID yesterday. Um, I have all three shots. Um, I work from home four out of five days. I got plenty of sick time to use up, so I'll be okay. So right now, I just feels like a cold for me. I'm doing well. Um, again, doesn't matter. No one will probably ever listen to this except for myself. Um, so I'm doing all right. Don't worry about me. But again, apologize for the sound quality of my voice and of, uh, of course, of my my setup. Because again, doing this for uh, as cheap and as easily as possible. So I'm just recording here on the iPad on the GarageBand app with the pair of headphones that came with my cell phone. So again, apologize for that. But thanks for tuning in if you did. Um, I'll see you next time. This has been Roy's Ranting and Rambling Reviews.